Hey guys, it's 8 Nobody. Before we start today's episode, just take a second to talk about our sponsor, Sinister Jerky, and you can find that at www.sinisterjerky.com. They have all sorts of flavors from Carnage Asada, OG, the Pickle, which is made with dill flavoring, Cracked Pepper, Mango Habanero, and Sriracha Smoke. All these flavors are amazing. I've tried them all personally, and I cannot recommend them enough. Use code KINGDOM at checkout. For a 10% discount, that code is KINGDOM, K-I-N-G-D-O-M. All right, guys, we'll catch you after the episode. All right, welcome back to Castle Comps, episode 68. We're getting close to that fabled 69th episode. And today, we have somebody who I've actually met in real life. (laughs) Only the second time that's ever happened on the show. We have the one of the co-streamers from Hey You Video Game. We have Gimmick here today. Gimmick, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, you know, it's going okay. My kid coughed in my face, and now I'm getting sick. Wonderful way to end the weekend. (laughs) How is your weekend going? So far, so good. Yeah, dude, I've been, uh, dude, I've been on the sick train. I feel like I'm getting slammed this season. I, uh, I was sick last week, and my voice still hasn't fully recovered. I usually sound this gruff and sexy <laughs> i was gonna say is like is this a character voice because i'm very used to you and your character voices this is my clint eastwood voice this is my the good the bad the ugly voice <laughs> yeah goddamn right <laughs> well you know for a medium like a podcast where everybody only hears your voice and being somebody like myself who has you know a face for radio you got to bust these voices out on occasion yeah, that's right. You know, people, it's like, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, corpse husband. You know, you got to keep it mysterious. Keep people guessing. Right. Speaking of keeping people guessing, I've noticed you have kind of wandered into the realm of variety streaming, doing a little bit of everything, doing a lot of Warzone lately, True. a lot of Daisy. I've heard some talks about doing some other stuff. Even Rust has been on the table. So what's been the experience of doing the variety thing? Have you seen that there's been a drop in numbers? Have you seen that things pretty much stay consistent with your community? Uh, variety, I feel like variety is everybody's dream, right? Because you get stuck on a game and you get burned out, and then but people expect you to play that. Variety is, right. I think, the hardest thing to grow on, on Twitch, for sure. But it's uh, it's sort of like variety or bust because... You know, a lot of our community uh, comes from Daisy, and you know, when when we don't stream Daisy, our numbers are lower. But over the last six months, even when we stream other things, most of our community comes along for the ride. So it's been actually really nice to see, nice to have the freedom to play something when you're not, when I'm just not feeling. You but know, that's Daisy. the beauty of your streaming style, because you guys take kind of a comedic approach, and that's what really folds into so many things, like when you're role-playing in Daisy, and then when you guys do your weekly, like, news talks with you and Lemon, that comedy, like, it still rides true. Yeah. And it's funny that you two have such different gaming styles, like, he's he's more, like, you know, more silly, more goofy, more gimmicky, more silly, and then you, you have that too, and you have the ability to roleplay, but then you also, I've seen you turn it on, I've seen you switch into hard sweat mode sweat on occasion. Lord. I've got a little sweat lord in me, yeah, can't help it, I was born this way. So where would you land on Lemon's uh, Daisy tryhard list, or hard sweat list, or is that list just so confusing it's hard to oh, know? Dude. Like, hearing him try to explain it, I, I didn't understand it. 
Yeah, Lemon made so Lemon is my my co partner. We stream together two days a week. Uh, we kind of switch between each other's screen live, and then other days it's one or one or the other of us. So if, if anybody's wondering who the heck this Lemon we're talking about is, but yeah, Lemon made a tier list about he calls it the Daisy Sweat list, and I think the tiers are um, like drippy drip or soaking sweat, drippy drip, lightly damped. Uh, um, something else, and then bone Moist. dry. But his tier list isn't about skill, and it's also not about going full RP. It's some vague thing in the middle that I still haven't quite understood. But you know, I know who I am. I I'm uh I'm uh when I play Daisy, you know, I'll turn it on. But I'm uh I'm a role player first and a sweat lord second on Daisy. Right. Um. So I I I'd be as far as sweatiness goes on Daisy I'm comfortable being on the dry in the dry side. You know, I don't know if I'm bone dry, but I'd be I'd be in the, middle to middle to dry on the uh the sweat list. I I typically don't sweat too hard. I've played so much Daisy that I've learned not to I I've learned not to be like a not 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 to be like dissing people who are but i'm definitely not a tryhard on daisy i just sort of let it flow sort of play for the goofs more than i'm playing for the kills right and i just that's that's support part of a how game I, like uh, that where you can just get ganked at any time and lose everything yeah. it's hard to fully invest into every character because it's like you know at any moment it can all just be gone yeah. and if you go into that mindset that's how you end up ripping your hair and screaming and putting your hand through exactly. your monitor and then sounding like a kid in a call of duty pre-lobby yeah, yeah, my God. Speaking of Call of Duty, I've been playing Warzone this past weekend, and I haven't played. I'm I've I've been fairly on the record as anti Call of Duty for most of my gaming career, but um, I'm really enjoying the new one. But I forgot how toxic those lobbies are. My God, I've heard more in in bombs and f slurs and every every terrible word in the in the book in the last three days than i've heard in the last three years right and i'm a never... dz player so that's saying something right i remember when i first met you and i found out that you were into gaming i asked if you were into call of duty of warzone this was a few years back and you looked at me and you said that's grotesque that's that's and that's right warzone one was an embarrassment and that, that's the that's the if i was to sum up warzone one into one word, it would be an embarrassment. So what about this words. new Warzone? And I'm not talking about DMZ. I'm not talking about, you know, the campaign of Modern Warfare 2. I'm just talking about Warzone. What about the current iteration of Warzone has you, like, you know, what's changed your tune on it? Like, what about it is different that you enjoy? They slowed it down uh, a lot. It's less arcadey in, like, um... It's. I feel like your decisions, actually, before Warzone 1, it's just, like, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Unless you're just sprinting around non-stop just like doing like kill streaks going off every which way your slide canceling everybody's like they're literally on speed cracked out of their minds superhuman like running around just i don't know it, it just felt like your decisions didn't matter it wasn't really tactical as much as it was more like a it was closer to unreal tournament without like the arcadiness un like unreal the multicolored guns yeah, but Unreal Tournament is so skill-based, right? It's such a every movement matters, even though it's a frag fest. Whereas Call of Duty has the chaos of a game like Unreal Tournament, but none of like the skill. Uh, not to say that people aren't very good and skilled at it, 
but you know the controller auto aim it just it was i couldn't respect it you know people's got the auto aim on the controller which i makes sense because call of duty makes most of their money off console players and so yes. they want to please their console community they made a lot of decisions based off of that too off their console community because that's yeah. such a huge chunk of people they're trying to keep happy you know it's like a movie Massive. that's trying to get a low rating Right. Yeah, that's unfortunate. We're second-class citizens to uh, to Call of Duty, and they you know, know it, okay. and we know it. We're second. Oh, we class know it. Citizens. I mean, l- let's be clear. We have PC gaming. We have the best experience. We have so many indie titles and free, like all kinds and modding on games. And I mean, I'm a DayZ player, and DayZ is on console, but you can't do any mods. It's only the two official maps. Right. And as a DayZ player on PC, we've got dozens of maps amazing modded servers the game can become whatever so you know in any other instance pc gamers are the pampered ones but when it comes to call of duty we are the second class citizens for sure now but, is, uh, yeah you felt it on warzone one right on warzone two you still feel the controller auto aim there's still no footstep audio which infuriates me me but i feel like it's slower the gunplay is less cartoonish i feel like your decisions matter like your tactical like the way you move like when to when to hold when to push when to rush it just feels so much more tactical in how they've done it that i'm just having a blast and and even though there's still kill streaks and everything it doesn't seem as over the top like warzone one it was just always something going off this i feel like you know there's still uavs and you can loot airstrikes but it, I don't feel like it's excessive. Um, they toned it down a lot. Right, and the pace of game is definitely noticeably different. Like, watching you play solos, it seems like every single time you encounter a camper, and, like, that's how you die every yeah, single time. Some guy prone on the I stairs just, or looking at the buy station. Learning that. It's kind of... Yeah, the solo, the solo Warzone 2 life is, is rough. I, I've, I think I've realized that you just... Everybody's just camping. But... Duos, trios, and quads, I feel like, are not like that, thankfully. Right. Well, that makes sense. I mean, with the duo, you have somebody who can go back to the buy station and pick you up. You don't have to rely wholly on, like, the gulag, whereas solos, it's pretty much you got one gulag and that's it. Right. Right. Exactly. So, with all the changes that have come down the pipe, the big one that I've heard the most complain about, you already touched on one the audio, but the second one is the damage from a sniper rifle. Where you can have a 50 caliber sniper, you can put the barrel right on that dude's nose, and it won't even kill him. It won't knock him. Even. It'll just break yeah. all his plates. Where do you feel? of what, What's your feelings on the current damage when it comes to sniper rifles? Um, I definitely... Hmm. It's a good question. The time to kill... Or is TTK, like the cool kids like to say. And uh, Call of Duty is sometimes you feel like you're just getting dropped in like two, like you're just getting dropped immediately. And sometimes it feels like you burn your whole mag, hit every shot, and they still don't go down. The guns are very, I guess, I'm still figuring that out. You know, I'm not sure what I think. I don't know if I would like there to be a one tapper. They'd have to buff all the guns. If they made sniper rifles one tappers they'd have to buff all the guns i'd actually i i think i would like that i would prefer that but i w- if they're just gonna buff snipers then i'd say just leave it the way it is now, unless they're gonna the- buff everything then right. then just leave it you know? it's like all or nothing they have to go right. through and they and gotta I would, bounce everything. if i had a choice i'd say buff it all i'm always gonna argue for a shorter ttk but i don't i doubt that's gonna happen 
Do you feel like the hitboxes are accurate the way they're in game right now? Because like yesterday, you no, no. you had a you had a shot, a few shots actually. I don't remember if it was in the gulag or out in there in the field. In the gulag, yeah. Where you like slowed you slowed it down, it down. yeah. And you feel like I you hit everything. It. Yeah, there was two shots that were bullseyes. So I'm not sure if it's their hitboxes or their net code. I don't know what ticks. I I, I should have looked this up. Do you know what tick rate Call of Duty servers are? Because I know Warzone was one was like. They had like eight tick servers or something just embarrassing. Off the something top of my insane. head, I do not know. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's their hitboxes. My my suspicion is it's just their their tick rate on their servers or their netcode is just trash. Because I know CSGO um, on third-party servers, like a face, that's 28 ticks. So the fact that Warzone's only running, Warzone 1's only running on an 8, that's kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. And, and 28 tick is like, is even low. Uh, like, you know, I remember like when I played Counter-Strike like like competitively I, f- I feel like everything was like a 60 tick server or 60 tick or or get the fuck out of here right. but uh yeah i don't know man I, I i i i just expect if there's any way they can shave off cost call of duty players you know most console people don't even know what a tick rate is so they're just able to save a ton of money and people just don't even realize that their shots aren't registering I just I have low expectations for Call of Duty, even though I'm really enjoying this one. So any way they could skimp on servers or or netcode there, dude, I just assume they're going to do it. So speaking of low expectations, I need to touch on this because a lot of people I talk to are from the Tarkov community. And a lot of people had very, very opinionated views on the DMZ before it was even out. Now the DMZ is out and people have played quite a lot of it, yourself included. What would you say DMZ is at? Would you say it's the Tarkov killer that it was promoted to be? Would you say it's its own thing entirely? What's your stance on uh, DMZ? I have had a blast on DMZ. And I think the key to having fun on DMZ is to, is to not compare it to Tarkov. People want to compare every extraction shooter to Tarkov, and I think that's a mistake. I think that's a... We, first of all, nobody wants ex- like another Tarkov. Like right. nobody wants a game. That game is so lost in the sauce. It's and so this is complex. Coming from somebody, I've put thousands of hours into that game, and I love that game, and I'll always love that game. But truly, it's not a great barometer. <laughs> you know, like right. I don't know if we even have a great barometer right now. Extraction shooters is such a new genre, and and I get why people compare it to Tarkov because Tarkov was the only extraction shooter around for such a long time so it's not like i'm it's not like it doesn't make sense to me why people do but i think people need to stop doing that or they're going to feel disappointed at, at every game they play dmz is nothing like tarkov but it is an extraction shooter right. there's a ton of room for improvement um there's a lot of things i don't like and that i hope they change but when you're actually in a match when you're in a game i have dude i've had so much fun like it's been so much fun. It's been super tense. Nothing like again, not like Tarkov tense, but like there's its been own some right, moments. its own respectful tense. Oh yeah, dude, running into running into groups in there, uh, it just feels different. It's, it it just feels like the there's more on the line in Tarkov than a don't work like the ones in DMZ. They actually seem like they have team tactics in a DMZ, even though those team tactics are pretty much rush. You know, there's not really any like right. covering fire or anything like that. But still, they're, they're oh, they'll fuck as you a up, unit. though. They'll fuck you up. Like the uh, the AI, like they're easy until they're not. You know, they're easy right. until you accidentally until one flanks you, and, and like you will not have enough time to to flick on them. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. 
My might, biggest like, thing with Warzone is I wish they had some context because you'll get these de- you'll get these high target like value target things like go kill Chavez. I'm like who the fuck is Chavez? Like you know, there's no backstory. Yeah. You're just like this. You don't even, they don't even tell you why you're there. You're just some person who's there with maybe another guy or two, and you're just trying to get the fuck yeah. out. That's all. They don't really give you much. Caesar Chavez. It's a really really uh, controversial mission there. Right. I don't want to kill him. He's a good man. Yeah, but you, I mean, you're working for the government, so you don't have a choice. You got to do go it. Take out Caesar. Yeah. Like, it's a, yeah. Some would say distasteful. To DMZ, like Tarkov, it's like Tarkov is like calculus, and DMZ is kind of like algebra. It's very simplistic, it's very meat and potatoes. It's not like hardcore where like, hey, you got to just know where your extraction is. There's no map or anything like that. Whereas DMZ, right. it's a lot more forgiving. Like I've heard people even compare Dark and Darker to Tarkov. Like people in the looter shooter like genre just really love comparing everything any, to Tarkov. It's just not doable. extraction game. Yeah, yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it. I mean, it's sometimes the game's not even. Sometimes it's compare <clears throat> comparing calculus to like history. You know, it's like. It, of course there is they are in the same genre but right. that's a like the only thing that really makes an extraction shooter or an extraction game in that genre is that there's an extraction every other part of that game could be different yet because you extract people compare it to tarkov and that's just that's just a recipe for right. disaster you're, like you're, you're telling me always going to be disappointed the germans didn't look at sin cosine when they decided to go like around the french not like maginot line when they invaded france what yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually had no idea what that meant, but I said exactly to feel like oh. I understood the reference. Uh, did it work? Uh, yeah, you fooled me. So the Maginot Line's that uh, big defensive line that the France put on their border at the end of World War One to keep Germany out, and Germany just went around it. <laughs> got it. Got it. A history major. Have to use my degree sometimes. But anyway, moving back <laughs> hey, into gaming. Yeah, I, right? I learned something new today. I gotta feel like I did something with my life when it comes to school. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I already knew the French really didn't do a good job in World War One, but now I know why. Well, no, they, they they kept they didn't they didn't surrender. I mean, they kept they kept them at bay. They didn't surrender. They fought the whole time. Like, good. I, I just segue. remember this painting. Oh, go ahead. I saw this painting of a World War One battle where the Germans were charging with like, uh, you know, like guns and and, and they had like vehicles and all this stuff, and they had like these big old tracks with like these giant like i don't know what they called them these like essentially like half car half like mortar turrets things and then there's the french army charging on horses and they're all wearing spandex and like rainbow colored uh uh like the super bright hey man they were breathable they were like we're ready to fight and these giant feathers coming out of their hats (laughs) and they're like charging the german army and it's just like oh that's why they Oh, that's why they lost. That sounds yeah. That sounds like yeah. They were just not ready for the mechanized assault. But you know, it's funny. A little fun fact about World War One: the Germans brought in flamethrowers, the Germans brought in mustard gas, and then when the United States came involved, they brought trench guns or shotguns. The Germans complained that it was a war crime that those things were inhumane. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're trying to, you know, they're trying to pull one over, see what they can get away with. Exactly. So, have you seen All Quiet on the Western Front? No, I haven't watched that yet. It's on my list. I I gotta be in the right mood. I know right. I know what kind of movie that is, and it's not like a Friday night popcorn movie. 
<laughs> but you're, you're not ready for like unreveled sadness at all times, Kimmick. What the yeah, fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know the story of all West, uh, quite on the Western Front. And, did you read uh, the book? Uh, I did uh, ages ago, um, so I couldn't. I wouldn't say that I've got it fresh in my mind, but I remember enough to know that it was depressing as shit. So no so, spoilers, uh, but I'll, how the movie starts is okay. So at the end of All Quiet on the Western Front, if you haven't read it, I mean that book's like a million years old. Go read it. So the way that book ends, it's like a letter home because the main character dies. The movie All Quiet on the Western Front, the Netflix shows how that main character from the book died, and then it goes into like a completely new group of kids. Well, that's actually brilliant. Yeah, right? And it's actually a pretty gnarly scene. It's like, it feels like almost Warhammer 40K-esque with the Kriegsmen. It's that dark and grim and fucked. Jesus, well, I mean, that's what the Kriegsmen are based off of, right? Exactly. So, I don't want to get down the Warhammer thing too much, but have you played Dark Tide? No, dude. It looks great, though. It looks really cool. That's the Dude, that's one of the things about streaming, too, is I, it's almost like I can't just play whatever I want anymore. <laughs> you know, I've got to like, do what your community is going to stick around for. Yeah. Not just that, but I mean, like, I think, I think my community would have liked dark tide, but it's just like the, the week it came out, you know, like, you know, There's a lot. able to get a group together and, Oh, we're busy. We're doing that. Da, 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 and we've already got this scheduled and this planned. And then by the time it's like, okay, let's play. Like the, the dark tide wave has come and gone and the hype is gone. It's like, shit, I missed the window. I mean that's happened to so many games. The ebb and flow of gaming. Oh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't care. You should just play what you want. But um, I mean, you can keep telling yourself that, but that's a. It's it's easier said than done. Right, because there's these moments in gaming where there's like a drought where everyone's like, "There's nothing new. There's nothing good," and then it's like overwhelming. There's all these great games, and then I've always realized it happens at once. The streamers who always say that never play the games when like the wave the tidal wave of games comes because they're always married to like that one or two for the community which makes sense and i've talked to people who feel kind of stuck so it's good that you're not stuck in that way because not only are you a variety streamer but you also have a secondary streamer because a gimmick solo stream is a lot different from a lemon solo stream but that's cool because it gives you that variety and you probably have viewers that just watch lemon or viewers who just watch you and then the ones who just come in when you guys are both involved which is cool because it gives you a completely different feeling every stream yeah we have i'd say we have mostly uh lap over um i'm sure there are some people who who just have like one of those scenarios but um, some weird yeah, take. Community, like, I hate that hat. I'm not watching Lemon or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody hates the hat, but they still watch him. You know, it's oh, absolutely. Part, of the, part of the appeal. Like, his, yeah, no, he, his comedic banner, like watching the hot ones, like bits of you guys, like don't touch your eyes. And he's over there oh, touching God, his yeah. eyes like, no, God. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's, sometimes our stream is just like watching a train wreck. Not train wreck, uh, but a train wreck. You know, you know what I'm saying. Well, you have a cut scene where these two older people on the couch who are watching, and it's one of the funniest cut scenes ever because you always do it at like oh, yeah, the funniest dude. times. Do those old people have names? Yeah, it's Craig and Nancy. Uh, there are longtime lurkers. <laughs> longtime lurkers, Craig and Nancy. They just watch. Um, you know, they don't seem to enjoy it, but. But they watch anyway. But the batteries, remotes are like the batteries are dead, so they're stuck. Yeah, they haven't figured out how to change the channel, so they just deal with it. Just deal with it. So, 
with it comes to like we we're talking about variety stuff i know you paint a lot of models and you're actually really good at painting have you done any painting streams have you done any art streams no not yet dude everybody people want have asked for it but uh not yet one day dude i'm part of it's just like the setup uh you know i'd have to like i'd have to like sort of shift some things around and you know i'm lazy uh is is a part of it there's another part of it that's like you know i feel like there's like 20 people that'll be like yeah dude do the paint mini painting stream but like I know the people that are excited about it would would all be excited about it, but I feel like the majority, a lot of the times, you know, it's weird to balance like your active community with the fact that you've got like like the 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 reality that like most of the people watching you are lurkers that have never like there's just so many people that'll be like resubscribe for 13 months and it's just like a name I've never seen speak in chat. Right. I've just never seen him before. And so part of it's just like it's balancing like I know that like a lot of the what the uh, uh, people get excited. Oh, you should do this. You should do that. And part of it's just like, yeah, it seems like I'd have fun doing that. But I don't know if that'd be successful. So that's part of it. And uh, uh, and then there's also like a, a fear that I have. Like mini painting is like my therapy, dude. It's like it's just where I just relax. And you don't want to fuck with that. I don't want to fuck with that, dude. I don't like people like, oh, you should you should sell your minis. You should paint commissions. You should do this. Just like fuck, dude. I don't even want to bring money into it. I don't want to bring money. It's like I don't want to mix these compartments. So I don't know. These are all these are all my excuses. But the reality is, I should just try it one day. And I I get that fully. if, If it doesn't doesn't work if it does then well you know maybe i'll just desecrate my my hobby for the for the good of the people i don't know i don't know one day i'm gonna try it yeah you don't want to fuck with your decompression so i would understand that um have you thought about doing like a D like live stream like live stream a campaign yeah we have we've done a we've done one campaign it was just a five five or six episodes uh, I DM'd it. We had four players. It was it was great. People loved it, and uh, we're def we're we're planning on doing another one. We have a uh, we have a wheel. So every time we hit a subscriber goal, we spin this wheel, and there's six items on it. And one of the items on that wheel is to stream another D and D campaign. So eventually, uh, we will do another D and D campaign on stream. And uh, it's just it takes so much more preparation. Oh, work, it takes obviously. so much. It's kind of ridiculous. And that's the one thing that sucks is like, for me personally, like I had a kid and everything kind of like my job got crazy. So it's like I can't hit the regular D and D group that you and Ethan and all the other guys where I originally know you from do. And you guys are like, what can't, are you guys on a brand new campaign? Are you still doing like an, another long one? Like what campaign are you guys currently on on that? Uh, the one we're on right now, I'd say we've probably been doing for almost a year. And it's a custom, it's a custom world. Um, and it's, uh, but yeah, it's, um, I, I don't want to like name drop, uh, you know, the docs anybody, but our DM uh, is, I mean, we kind of just rotate DMs. You know, we had a different DM. They're all like players now, all the same group. But um, next campaign, apparently the one we're on right now is going to wrap up in the next couple months or so. And I'm up next to DM uh, our next campaign. 
Maybe so I can I'm get on that on one because I, I just got the news I'm going to have another kid, so it'd be good to get as oh, much gaming in before Congrats. that drops. Oh, thank you. It's one of those things where it's like, you're never ready for it. Like, I wasn't yeah. ready for it for the first one, and now it's like, oh, here's another one. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> God dang. You're, you're pumping them out. Yeah, man. Let me know. I'll uh, we'll keep you we'll keep you posted. If you need any uh, illiterate fighters that are overly violent, I'm there. <laughs> there he is, dude. Did that character survive? Yeah. Okay. So the way that that campaign ended, it was Strand, and we were fighting this necromancer who made a portal. And if the portal hit you, you'd pretty much die. And I picked him up and I threw him into the portal. And apparently, if his ring makes contact with that portal, like a huge explosion goes down. So That's right. right before I threw him in there, it's like, you're the smartest thing I'd ever lived and you're getting killed by a man who can't read. And I threw him in there. <laughs> I remember that. That's right, dude. God, what a, what a climax. Right. That was a great moment. That was a fun, that was, and then we did like the short, like standalone ones. And then that other character was like, this guy reads a lot. This guy does nothing but read. And then we did the magic yeah. gathering one. It was like, I'm just a stoner elephant hippie guy. And then I had to disappear. And you guys like framed him and he went to jail. Yeah, dude, that campaign ended with your character serving a life sentence. That seems fair. <laughs> for, uh, for something he didn't do. That seems like the way the government and the Magic the Gathering world would operate. Yeah. So yep. that's all good. So when Sorry it Sorry about that. Oh, it's whatever. I don't want to remember his fucking name, so I'm totally broken up about it clearly. <laughs> oh man. So when it comes to like your stream as it is right now, is there any games that you're looking forward to doing that you haven't done yet? Like they just dropped a bunch of indie games like that brand new gladiator sim those who are about to die just dropped they have Oregon trail back on the table there's more stuff coming down the pipe is there anything like that that you and lemon are looking at or right now is it pretty much your dance card is full oh no yes there is um i'm i feel like i feel like i'm gonna miss a bunch i'm gonna look back on this and and like punch myself for not mentioning x y or z game but off the top of my head um, I mean, it's already out, but Marauders uh, has been a ton of fun, and um, it's got a super great foundation. There's not a ton of content for it per se. Not a lot of content moment. yet. Yet, but like it's it, it like it's got a it's got really good bones, if that makes sense. It, oh, definitely. at this point, you just have to build it out to for content because like the gunplay, there's like this the the. Um, hit registration, you know, all these things. Tarkov, you know, it's in a better spot than Tarkov was in t when Tarkov released. Tarkov had game-breaking issues for years, and some would say still does. And this is already coming out super clean. It just needs content, and, and it's going to be, be sick. Uh, I'm really excited to see how that develops. I really uh, hope they build the be world awesome. because we're keep, we keep getting told about this war between these three major factions, but we never really get to see it. Like, yeah, in the space right. station, well, not the space station, the military base. Apparently, that's SAS, like raiding a German base. But how cool would it be if you go in there and you see them fighting each other, or you see like two capital ships like fighting each other? It's little things like that right. to like kind of build that narrative of like, oh, these factions are going at it. As opposed to just like, yeah. oh, here's a cold ring for Major Rosie. <laughs> please, please give me money. Right. 
and they, and they set the table really well to to put that stuff in. I think a lot of uh, developers get really passionate <clears throat> passionate about lore or whatever, and passionate about the potential of a game, and they start out on all the experimental stuff, or they start out. And a lot of games come out with a great story, but absolute trash gameplay, or they're experimenting with something that's not really working, but they're trying it. But but then you get that first impression, and then you know it's. You get that pressure to fix it, and your community's yelling at you. This, I like that they've come out with just the foundation first, and I think they they've set the table to. I'd love to see that too, right. to b- flush out the lore and just come out with more, uh, you know, complexity in the space battles, or I mean, it really just just more loot, you know, like extraction looter shooters. There's something there's something beautifully simple about it, where it's just like give us a shitload of loot. And let us extract with it, right. and most people are going to be happy. <laughs> you know, something Give for us everybody. If you just want to key cards and right. interesting things to interact with in the map, give us really insane challenges. That's not going to just take like you know one day to complete, and you know like stuff like that. You know, like add a bunch of quests. You know, one of the things about Tarkov is there's no like quest markers. You just got to figure it out, and there's something beautiful about that. And so I think they and they're they're on the track to do that, and it's just about adding more and more and more of it. And right. There's think, something uh, beautiful for that for the people who take the time to learn that. If you're just a new person and you have no streamer you're watching, no YouTube assistance, and you're just jumping into Tarkov to jump into Tarkov with no background, that game seems impossible to find out to yeah. figure out anything. Whereas the Cycle so Frontier. Like Mark's your, like you know your evax and all that other stuff. Just like a DMZ, I, I would actually say DMZ is more like Cycle Frontier than it is Tarkov. Dark and oh, darker, absolutely. it actually shows you like, hey, this is your portal. It's different every time. And then yep. with like you know Marauders, it's like, hey, you can just take an escape pod or you can find your ship and get out of here. But it seems like most people just go for the pods when they're inside. Like it's cool yep. how we have such a developing genre of games, and they're also yep. unique. Like there's some, there's some we're not even mentioning. Like I haven't even talked about Hell is Other. Is that like top down one? That's like kind of like yep. noir esque with your weird like toothy vagina on your wall, and you can like rearrange your house and shit. Yeah. There's a new one. Uh, what's it called? Sphere. It just Seven came Earth? out. Yeah, I've seen that one. That one looks yep. cool too, and it's like kind of eight bit art style. So I'm all about right. it. But it's it's only single player, isn't it? Only PVE. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, maybe it is. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% on that. But from what I heard, somebody told me it's only PvE, and I haven't done any background checks on it. So it could be, or I could be full of shit. I don't know yet. Yeah, I have no idea. I I guess I just assumed. I mean, yeah, extraction shooters, you have to have PvP. That's kind of the whole thing. (laughs) Is there a setting for a looter and shooter that hasn't been done yet that you would like to see? Ooh. Ooh, I mean, uh, like the answer is probably almost certainly yes. Let me. I mean, the genre is so goddamn new. We'll see a setting that I'd like to see in a looter shooter. Um, yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see. Uh, ooh, I, well, okay, I guess DMZ. I was gonna say like, I'd love there to be. There's so much, so many survival games. And Tarkov as well, that's based in like these Russian apocalyptic areas. And I'm I, I'm gonna be honest, I'm sort of sick of Eastern European apocalypse settings. Right. Like 
I could see that. I'm sick of it, dude. And not not to say that I won't keep playing them because I will, but I'd like to see some other parts of the world, dude. What about like, what about like a a looter shooter, Tarkov esque shooter in, I don't know, like uh like Egypt or or New York or uh you know like I don't just ever. There's so many different interesting places in the world where you say like what if there was an apocalypse how would this place be how would it be here how would it, i mean like the division i guess is like a example of like a, something like that in new york i guess you could call that a right. looter shooter so to be honest i'm gonna um, throw but, some scenarios yeah, at you tell me if this is a game that you'd be interested in. would you be interested in a looter and shooter based in the wild west yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the only issue you run into when you get into older game, like uh, older time periods, is I think a lot of the fun in a looter shooter is gun mods, and I think this is one of the things that Marauders. Um, I've I actually talked to the devs uh, about it, and I and I was trying to you know like asking leading questions like hey you gonna add some more attachments to the guns like even if they're not like real historical attachments it sure would be fun to have tons of attachments for these guns and they you know and they they said yes they plan on adding a lot more attachments i'd be Um, happy with a bayonet a bayonet would be sick in that game it'd make seven or they do have attachments like like you know battlefield one like added all these ridiculous attachments to World War One guns that don't work nearly in the way that they have them. But it was just fun to have them. And so I'd like to do, if there was a Wild West looter shooter, I'd like it to almost be like an alternate history Wild West in a way where there's like, like, like cool attachments for guns that may not necessarily be historically accurate. Right. But like, you know, like the steampunk kind of thing where you can have a historical period and you can have like revolvers and stuff but they have these like ridiculous steampunk attachments i think that'd be really cool because i even think once you start us, taking attachments like, away from guns it you, you start losing a little bit of the no totally the luster they could even do a spaghetti western kind of like a firefly sort of thing if they wanted to totally totally yeah that would be really fun so how about a looter and shooter that's uh more based around like you know foxhole that game that's like top down where it's like the whole world is a living map it's a living war like your squad takes over stuff that becomes part of your team have you played foxhole i've not played foxhole but i have heard of it so imagine a game like foxhole but it's set in like chicago mobster things where there's like different gangs and people join these gangs and like the more they do in the city the more they take it over so it has a first-person shooter-esque thing. It has things like, hey, go over here and like beat up the banker or something like that. But there's also a PvP aspect. Like, oh, those guys are trying to take our like area. Like Something like that would be cool. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of these genres that get stuck in these ruts where they feel like they have to do these same settings. But right. yeah, I think, I think mixing it up like that would be fun, man. I think that'd be a blast. I, I hope uh, I hope they expand their horizons. I right. think I think Marauders is a great example of something that just came out of left field. You know that game's supposed to take place in like 1992 or something. Right. It's a 1992 alternative history. But which but is really wh- cool. Are there whalers on the moon? Are there whalers on the moon? Like like from Futurama? Like as long as there's oh. whalers on the moon, I'm good. I don't give a fuck. 
There it is. Perfect. Perfect. So with all the things that are in gaming, are you getting tired of first person shooters? Because first person shooters have kind of dominated the genre for so long. Like I know you're a big fan of DayZ and that survival looter that's kind of a looter situation, but there's no extraction. Are you kind well, of getting it's a looter shooter, yeah. But yeah. it's not a it's not an extraction shooter. It's like if Tarkov just if you just never left the map and the maps were, you know, a hundred times bigger. Right. And you just sort of lived there. It's kind of like Project Zomboid. If Project Zomboid had players and it was like a first-person experience, yeah, very similar to Zomboid uh, in the in like the in like the way it, the way a life plays out. But with the mods that exist for Daisy, it kind of makes it the ultimate game because it like never gets old. Probably because you could just have yeah. dinosaurs, you could have fucking mutants, you could have everything be difficult. Like you're playing that like. I forget the name of that mob, but you're playing like the super hardcore one right now and you were teaming up with a cannibal girl? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was uh that was on uh level ten Deer Isle where yeah, they have a bunch of mods where like the zombies bust through doors, there's like way less food, it's just like the super it's like frozen, you like you're uh you can get frostbite and all this stuff. And uh yeah, yeah. It's the, the it it really is the perfect game. Like Day Z I'm Completely convinced is the best game ever made. And a lot of people miss out on it because they they download Daisy and then they play on an official server and they just get KOS or they can't. It's very unintuitive, like Tarkov, you, where you the first time you play, you have no idea what's going on. You're gonna suffer and die over and over and over and over again for like a week before you actually like even vaguely know how to play. And so a lot of people just trash it before they really learn it and it's a shame because one you should never play on official servers they're toxic and trash um there's so many good community servers so many good uh, like a huge third-party community making amazing third-party maps that are like they've got like key cards and secrets and all these things that it takes the players the player base weeks to like crack and figure out and solve and um constantly coming out with new content and yeah the modders adding like you said dinosaurs are big on day z right now like we had zombies for years, and you think zombies are... Dude, zombies are a breeze. You add some dinosaurs, that's... that, it, And it's it's uh, as brutal as you would expect, uh, and, which is great. Daisy, The Daisy community just loves to be punished. Just and that, make it as hard as possible. That um, shows by your TikTok, because your your biggest TikTok video from AU hey, Video Gaming was a, was a Daisy like dinosaur one you guys are trying to get in the door and a t-rex is trying to fucking eat you or something yeah dude my the t-rex is on my ass and i i run for the door and like my team closes the door on me and yeah it was uh it was terrifying Uh, i was screaming very loudly yeah that was tiktok really ate that one up so when when that one got posted when you guys put that one up there did you just like oh this one's gonna be huge or did you just go into it with like no no expectations no, so actually, there's actually been two of our TikToks that went viral from the Dino servers, and our TikTok was was just it was tiny. You know, we just you know as content creators, you're you you want to do more than just Twitch or or if you stream on YouTube, just you you want to you want to have be on different platforms and then direct all those platforms to your to your uh, main one. But if all those platforms are you know tiny then it doesn't really work so you're trying to grow them but and so we were struggling we were on that grind and our tiktok was small so we weren't like we knew we should do it 
and lemon does a lot of our social media stuff because that stuff's like kryptonite for me but he was just posting little clips just sort of like doing the grind because right. you know we know we should and then that one just like we just posted that one and it blew up and that's how we got most of our tiktok following and then we posted another one like a week later and that one blew up and um and now tiktok is like a a really awesome source for people coming in on twitch we have had hundreds and hundreds of people coming from from our tiktok now being directed to our twitch channel and now they're you know twitch regulars and so it it was super helpful for our channel but we had no there was no secret sauce other than the fact that i think people saw that there were dinosaurs in day z and they're they sort of you know double you know they're in their scroll and they're like wait what you know and and they'll comment like what is this and so that's interaction and the more interaction your post gets the more promotion it's going to get and then it just snowballs well you hit people with that nostalgic like i love dinosaurs and there's people who are like i love torok like it just it appeals to so many people and plus it's like one of those things like you said it's a mod that people don't know how to play yeah yeah, people just didn't expect it because most people know what DayZ what is, but then they see dinosaurs and they're like, "What?" And a lot of, but a lot of people, and again, I'm not trying to talk shit here, but a lot of people don't understand. Like nobody wants to see your triple kill, you know? Like you think, like, "Oh, I got this amazing move. Let me post it on TikTok." Unless you're already a big streamer, uh, in in right. which case, or if it's like truly insane, then sure. Then wait, yeah, you're telling like, me Face Clan's not gonna pick me up based off of one TikTok? <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I think it's just the unexpected is what is usually successful on our TikTok. It's not usually like the awesome plays that we make. It's usually like, wait, there's dinosaurs in Daisy. <laughs> like that's right? that little that little moment alone is I think what made those posts. It's funny viral. how things that you don't expect to blow up blow up, and the things that you like put a lot of oh, work yeah, and effort no into idea. it yeah. don't do it like when exactly. lemon made that ice cream sandwich with mayonnaise i thought that shit was hilarious i thought it was gonna be huge and he was like three million this is gonna hit three million and it yeah. did not hit three million unfortunately no it didn't no it did not yeah i think well i think i my theory is people were just so grossed out by it that they just like immediately kept scrolling a lot of people are not a big fan of miracle whip that is the grossest no, mayonnaise. It's disgusting dude it's it's horrific it's a it's a scourge on 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 our species. So, being a streamer who's been in the field for a while, was this your first TwitchCon, the one that just passed? Sure, shooting was. How yeah. how was the Twitch experience? How was TwitchCon experience with somebody who's never been before? Like, did you go in there with any frame of reference, or did you go in there completely no, like unknowing? I had no idea what to expect at all. Um, my, you know, my, in your brain, you're like, okay, this is going to be good, like networking, but you also don't want to go just to network because everybody's trying to do that. And so it, you, you, you kind of get, so I had no idea what to expect. Like a few days before I went, it sort of hit me like, I don't know what I'm doing, dude. Um, so I went to the partner party like, uh, before TwitchCon and i just like in my brain leading up to it i'm like oh this is great i'm gonna go to a partner party it's gonna be a bunch of other twitch partners right. I- i'm gonna meet a bunch of people but then you like you you like you know i walk you walk in there and you're like what am i just gonna walk up to people like i'm super introverted I, like some people can and probably were doing that but i was just like what the fuck so i started dming other streamers that i know were gonna come from like the daisy community and luckily, I like I finally like I met up with like a bunch of other Daisy streamers. Like, oh, thank goodness! Like, 
all right we're i'm good i'm not like the weird awkward kid standing at the back of the party with no friends right um i had but i was like when i first got there i was like this was a mistake that i should like this whole thing was a mistake what am i doing here and then but by the end of it dude it was a blast and honestly like the actual twitchcon itself it was like not the big thing it was all the after parties it was all the being downtown that after seems to Twitch be the con. general consensus from everyone i've talked to everyone's like yeah oh, the con was dude. okay but fuck the con outside the con it was the best so many connections with like with companies and brands and everything zero like unless you you know you walk up to their booth at twitchcon and they and you talk to them and you give them a card but you know that's not doesn't really count you know they're there to tell you something but like uh, I at like the bar, you know, there's just so many people that are intentionally going out to the bars, sending their people out there, and you make so much more of a personal connection. I connected with a bunch of people. I'm terrible at that at that like administrative type of stuff, so I didn't. I should have followed up better on that. But I met a ton of streamers. I met a ton of uh, uh, like like I said, like people from like. Uh, PC build come just random stuff that you right. could like get little sponsorships for or Titian and, builds um, and it was just fun to be honest like I think I think you should go in there I think if you go to TwitchCon you should go to have fun and if you get like connections and stuff view that as a bonus rather than going for connections right no, totally um, that makes sense you could tell the people that are out there like passing out your business cards at TwitchCon and it's just like ooh like ooh that's not the way. No offense to anybody who passed out business cards at TwitchCon. But, yeah, I don't know. That's my take on TwitchCon, I guess. The after parties made it all worth it. Right. So I talk to a lot of people who are, who are not streamers, who people are completely outside of this, like, everything. Like, they'll watch Twitch, and they have a very strange idea of what partner parties are. Like, their idea is like, oh, yeah, it's all cocaine and chocolate fountains. Like, from somebody yeah. who went in there and experienced it, how would you describe the partner party? Well, I mean, it essentially is a sex party. Uh, there are a lot of illicit drugs there. Um, it was, I mean, it was a real blur. I mean, a real hedonistic, uh, uh, how do I say, hedonistic adventure let's call it um uh, no obviously that's not true uh the partner party was i mean it's a lot of free free food free alcohol and uh like a bunch of people standing around socializing <laughs> I, like i don't know it, so just a regular uh, party it? Like the way it's some party, of these people I talk to make it sound, they make it sound like a cult. Like everyone's wearing cloaks and they're like giving blood to Bezos. I'm like, no, I don't think it's right. anything well, like I mean, that. I mean, that's you know, that's just uh, that goes without saying. But um, but other than the cloaks and the blood, you know, it's very normal. It's just just uh, you know, you get everybody a little tipsy, and you have a really cool environment. You know, we're we were out on like the uh, like the balcony overlooking like San Diego Harbor or whatever. Right. It's like super cool, but like, yeah, there's nothing, there's no magic to it. I think it's just, it's like a partner only thing. So it's meant for like, um, it's just, they just do it so people can network with each other. And then, you know, you're going to have the whole weekend with like the general population and which is great. Um, but you know, obviously you know, there's a, there's something special about getting together with other partners and just, you know, you can kind of look around and know that everybody's on that same, on the same grind and you don't have to like 
disclaimer like oh are you a streamer or do you do this or what do you do or da 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 you just I, know everybody's sort of everybody's on somewhat of the same page there and it sort of takes a lot of the you don't have to explain a lot what of the you pressure do. off yeah like when you go to thanksgiving exactly. and your grandma's like oh so what do you do when you're off time and it's just like how the hell am i gonna subscribe what i do there's no way she's gonna have any frame of reference for this people watch you right. play video games like you don't have to worry about that kind of weird stigma or anything like that so that's cool. right and this is i'm talking about like the official partner party I, if right. there was like a thousand other parties but i don't think they were partner parties per se there's other parties that like big streamers or big organizations put on but that's a whole different thing so have I you i didn't go to many of those do you have any projects in the works with any of the people that you made contacts with out there like do you have any like subathons or any kind of like content ideas in the works with anybody or is it one of those things where it's all hush hush and you don't want to disclose at this time um um i I made a lot of connections but with uh with a couple companies that i've done a really terrible job following up on but (laughs) i still plan on it uh i don't know if i have any like big thing on the horizon it's more just like i made a lot of connections with other streamers and and uh it was just a, a lot of fun again it's like I don't know. I don't think you go to TwitchCon. I think you. I, I think I thought I was going to go to TwitchCon and meet, like, get a bunch of like sponsor ideas. But once you're there, you realize, like, oh, it's really just a big party. And and yeah, it was more just. I'm more just happy I went because it was so much fucking fun. I got to meet a lot of people, you know, IRL that I've known, you know, on. Uh, you know, I got to meet commute people from the community, our community, uh, which is great. So it was like a meetup. You got to put a face to the name. Right, right. And then like, also. Oh my God, you're streamers. Dirty Bob 420. I never thought yeah. I'd be you. Oh, yeah, Dirty Bob 420. We had to actually kick Dirty Bob. Uh, he, we had to kick him out. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was kind of a creep, but everybody else was great. Yeah, I mean. You know, I, got to meet, uh, I got to meet a bunch of awesome streamers that I've, you know, you kind of just form connections with other streamers on the in the course of as you stream and stuff right and naturally they come that through I was really... and you make connections yeah yeah and we just we hung out and it was great it was and cool. that's the cool thing awesome. about role playing is you get to know these characters like you introduce yourself you, they talk to you like hey I've been in a raid with you before hey we played like you know three months ago it's like you and your friend shot me <laughs> or you know there's all sorts yeah. of weird avenues that can go down totally yeah there's a lot of people you just recognize and it's just like oh hi nice to meet you I mean, all the, you know, the streamer gods were there, all the big streamers. So if you care about that kind of thing, it's, I mean, it's cool to see them um, and just like introduce, just say hi. And then there's, but like, there's a lot of like the, the not giant, but like bigger streamers that like don't have hordes of people following them that you, you, that you might like see too, or just people that you're into. And that was the most fun is like meeting those people and just saying like, oh, hey, like I'm so-and-so and and like just like you know chatting and uh it doesn't feel like you're just uh it doesn't feel like you're fawning right i mean it feels like you're actually making a connection and meeting somebody oh totally Um, that was really fun i met so many so many like streamers that i've just been watching for years and it's just cool to like talk to them now were you starstruck by any of these people like we're like oh my god that's cd in the third or like did you like come across anyone and you just like took a second and be like holy shit that's that guy 
I mean, I definitely saw lots of giant streamers and, and there's a, there's actually a partner lounge where you can go in. It's just like partners. And so you, you could go in there and it's like bird watching. You just kind of sit in a corner and just watch, watch all these big streamers come in. And, and then like, do you randomly make noises like, so -so. Yeah. or yeah, to be I famous, click the slink. I brought bird seed and I threw it out, but no, no, I don't know that they just they just got mad at me and nobody nobody went for it. But um, I'm, just I'm not really you in uh, the corner drawing them while making these noises. Yes, yes, just kind of kind of purring in the corner like a creep. Oh my god, a speckled uh, aqua! Yes, truly like I was truly like oh my god, that's so and so. I like kind of I like fanboyed over was uh, Hassan Hassanabi. Uh, he's uh, he was the only one I was just like. I mean, I saw like Ludwig and and uh, XQC and and um, you know Will Neff and and nice. Austin Show and this and that and and there's a bunch of streamers. All the OTK or OTV. I don't know. Oh what, yeah, Miss. I don't know after names, them. but I know. Yeah. Well, it wasn't Miss Kiff. He was. Well, he's he in the middle of controversy uh, right now. So. Yeah, he, he wasn't there. But, like, that whole crew was there. I saw him. I, you know, walked past him a hundred times, and it was cool to see him, but I'm not really, like, a... I don't know. I don't typically... I don't want to be a bother. Like, that's my greatest fear is, like, being... Just, like, adding to the stress of their day, which is right. probably already super stressful, them walking around having thousands of people just fawning over them. So I just typically just pretended I didn't see so, um but the only one I, I i i i did intentionally like shake their hand was hassan because uh i'm a big hassan head uh, i'm a hasanabi head for sure nice so gamers are known for their hygiene now what was the smell at twitchcon was it overpowering a bo <laughs> or was it actually surprisingly mellow and nice uh i didn't uh, i i didn't See the type of people. Oh God, I'm gonna get sound real judgy here. Just do it. But I feel like um, if you're willing to go out, travel, and go to a TwitchCon, I feel like uh, I don't know. Well, I'll just say that there was not. I did not. It was not that. I there was not. I did not smell much bo. Not that there was none. Most people were well bathed and well behaved. <laughs> Is that the rules of the tub? Well bathed and well behaved? No, those neither of those are rules. We've got a lot of dirty people and dirty nasty people uh in our in our tub, which is what we call our community. Right. That was actually I was I was so like, where did you guys come up with the idea of making it a tub? And then when you get a new follower it shows a dude in the tub with a hair like you know, with those hairnet yeah. things. Well, when we first started, you know, you have those little um you have those little notifications like those little uh, gifs that like little, little animations that you put like when somebody subs or follows right and um it used to be when we first started streaming and somebody would follow it would say happy birthday and we had this whole thing where like you're invited to the slumber party and like put your sleeping bag in the living room and we're gonna start a hairbrush train so we just had we're just like goofing off and then i just like switched uh just because when you're first starting, you're like, "Oh, I need to, I need to change it up. We need to change it up." And so I just found the goofiest GIF that I could, like the most random thing, and it was just somebody like a, a really shitty CGI of like somebody in a bathtub. And so that that was the new like animation that came up. And so when somebody would follow, I'd say, "Oh, come on into the tub with us," because it, it says it doesn't say so and so followed. It says like. So-and-so jumped into the tub with us. 
Right. And so that that was literally it. Like that was all the forethought. I found a goofy gif, a gif, whatever you want to call it. And then over the over the over time, uh, it it became clear that like, oh, I can't change this. This is now like canon. Uh, the 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 community tub is uh is now part of us. Right. The so, tub and uh, grab a hot dog. Slowly, slowly evolved over time. Now the lore is uh, now we're we're trapped in our own lore. I mean, last time Which I was in, I think I think it's great. I think somebody it's awesome. put chlorine in the tub, and you're saying there's dead bodies floating around. Yeah, we get bodies. There's only three rules in the tub: no intentional thigh to thigh contact, don't bully the tub boy, and then the third rule we forgot a year ago. Fair enough. And everything else, everything else is uh, is allowed, but but uh, you know, we can't say that there won't be social consequences. So when it comes to you guys' joint streams, when you do the news program thing, when you guys are both sitting at the booth, now for that, is it all pre-scripted like talking points or is it kind of shoot from the hip as you go? Like, how does that usually go down? Uh, in our Discord, we have our we ask our community for topics or anything that they think is interesting through the week. And so obviously this past few weeks, you know, the collapse of Twitter... Kanye going off on his stuff, uh, midterms. So there's a all, you know, and so we'll just hit all the main ones. And so we just have a document with a like 20 different topics, and we usually only get through like six or seven of them. Right. And then, um, and then, yeah, every week, if somebody hears like a spicy news story or something goofy that they think would be interesting, they just post it in uh, in our in that section in our Discord. And we just uh, add it to the list, and we may or may not get to it. And uh, that's, yeah, that's... We don't, like, pre-plan our talking points or anything. We literally just have, like, a bullet point, like, Twitter collapse, and then, like, a, a, a link to, like, a screenshot of, like, a tweet or a, or an article or something right? Um, from, you know, that sort of, like, encapsulates it. Or sometimes, sometimes you know, a video. We'll have a video. Yeah, if it's like right, an yeah. SNL argument, like when you guys were showing like uh, that video of that one guy who's like hiding in the walls, that shit was oh, hilarious. Yeah. I've never oh, seen that good. before. Come That's the last me. time SNL was funny. <laughs> Fucking little Coughlin voice. It felt like a D&D character. Like, who the fuck yeah, is this guy? Okay. What is he doing? Yeah, the Jason Momoa. I forget what it's called. Uh, come, I mean, if you just YouTube come, come find me, SNL, Jason Momoa. It's That's the last... And greatest SNL skit ever. I just love how into it the dad is like, "Oh, I'm gonna find him." Like, what? The That's fuck what makes that? it, dude. That's what makes it. It's so good. It is pretty fucking good. So, with everything, with like, in streaming and outside of streaming, I mean, the nice thing is you guys have two people. So, if you're not feeling up to streaming one day, I mean, you can take a day off, or you can ask the other person to stream. Like, how hard do you find? it is for you personally to take a mental day when you need to take a mental day because that's that's something that's a lot of people have trouble with is actually taking that time to be like you know i shouldn't do this today or i need to take the day off like how do you go about that um it is i mean it's nice that there's two of us for sure um we've sort of naturally developed sort of a schedule like we didn't even talk about it it's sort of over time we just it, it became clear that uh there was you know there was good times for me and good times for lemon and uh, Lemon has kids and, and everything, so he's got a little less time than I do. And uh, so so we just sort of... It's nice because, like, uh, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday, and I never have to worry about 
stressing out about streaming on a Sunday because that's like Lemon's Day. Lemon streaming today, so I, it's just like a permanent day off. And then Tuesdays are D and D, uh, and I never D and D is sacred, so I I don't stream on Tuesdays. Every other day, it's hard. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of advice that goes around, you know, and, and I've been. I've been there, like you know, when you first started streaming, you're watching all the YouTube videos, and you're what, and you're, and every, you know, everybody's got these tips and for streaming. But there's a lot of good sounding advice that's not actually good. <laughs> um, it's but it's hard because consistency is huge, and also not driving yourself crazy is huge. So it's a balance. Like it's like, oh, I need a mental day today, sure, but if you keep having those days and your stream is really inconsistent, I, we like we notice like i was sick a week ago and i had to i didn't stream a couple days that i would have streamed and da 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 and when you even just one week of inconsistency you notice you notice like a noticeable drop in in your numbers because people when it comes to people who who watch streams and i and i know this because i'm one of these people is like you you sort of expect people to be there when when like if i'm like i said i'm a hasanabi head i love hassan he's like uh, he does sort of like politics and just comedy and goofy any games sometimes too but like i know if i'm if it's like one in the afternoon and i just need a breather break from whatever i'm doing i can go to twitch and hassan's going to be streaming unless he's like literally ill or there's some like very unique thing he's on because right. he's consistent and he's there and he doesn't he doesn't have like like he doesn't take mental days whenever he needs to and then oh this week he didn't stream on Wednesday la- next you know the, the week before he didn't stream on Monday and Friday cuz he was just too tired like no he didn't he doesn't have that and and most successful streamers are very 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 consistent and they and they rarely deviate if anything if there's any deviation they're usually streaming more like summit is just a monster and he just sometimes he'll just go on these marathons rarely do big streamers take often take mental days now there's another thing to it a lot of smaller streamers streaming's not their full-time job they have a whole other job and they stream so like the like the bigger streamers it's easy for them to be consistent because that's their full-time job right and there's sometimes where yeah dude I, there's sometimes where I cannot hit the start. I'm sitting there. I boot up the stream. I turn the camera on. I turn the lights on. I do 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 do. I set the title. I do everything, and I and I just like my heart is just not in it. I cannot hit that start streaming button. And you know, some days, yeah, maybe you maybe you shouldn't. And but I, you've got to make sure those days are rare. In my opinion. I mean, unless you're just streaming for fun and it's just fun and you're not trying to make a career out of it, then then absolutely. Then don't you wouldn't want to burn yourself out like that. But if you're if you're just streaming for fun and you're just making a nice like a little community and um and you're just and it's just streaming for the joy, then then of course none of this none of this stuff applies. But if you're streaming to make a career out of it, it's rough. And sometimes I stream and I don't feel like it at all and I do it anyway because because you know consistency like right. if we keep if we get inconsistent it's noticeable like we take noticeable dips dirty bob um, 420 is gonna know and he's gonna call dirty you bob's out Bob's gonna know he's gonna be he's gonna be talking shit in discord and it's gonna be a nightmare typical dirty bob 420 yeah. that piece of shit 
I mean, because streamers are like TV shows. It's like if you stream every day at the same time, people are going to expect it. Just like if you turn on the TV right now and you're going to expect to see Seinfeld on a fucking channel or you're going to expect to see Pawn Stars on the History Channel or some dumb shit. It's one of those things right. where it's like once those stop being consistent, like I know, like it's like when your parents are watching TV, like, what do you mean Ice Road Truckers isn't on? What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just didn't feel like it this week, guys. They just didn't feel like it. They got and tired of trucking. that's not advice you're going to hear often. Most advice I hear is just like, hey, guys, if you need the day, take it off. And And I'm not saying don't do that because obviously your mental health is the most important thing but if you're having to constantly take mental health days i don't i mean not to be harsh but maybe streaming's not for you like it's uh, hard or i mean i mean that's a tough truth but like like that's 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 in my experience that's the reality of the I mean, situation how many professions does somebody can somebody come up to you and be like you suck <laughs> like you know just talk all sorts oh, yeah. of shit like you never see that some guy at h&r you block walk, into, like, your, walk into your cubicle walk into your cubicle and just start calling you a bunch of slurs just like what <laughs> yeah, what w you suck not gonna lie you suck trash <laughs> trash trash yeah so, so what is what is the meanest thing somebody said to you while streaming oh dude shoot i don't even know i've had some pretty mean people but usually i usually i try to turn it back on them i usually try to spin the the i try to troll the trolls sort of my strategy unless they're literally dropping like anti-tos i mean i guess bullying would be anti-tos but i typically i typically let the bullies in and it just i just use them for content (laughs) i just start i just start either like either like sarcastically buckling to their criticism and just like oh you're you know what you're right i'm gonna i'm gonna uninstall i'm gonna uninstall now and i'll you know i don't know i'll I'll just like i i don't like to in my brain i'm not giving them power by them coming in and just trying to get a reaction and instead just using them for content I, i so i don't really i don't really get offended by that i more find it funny so i don't like i don't know if i could specifically remember the meanest thing somebody said to me but there's been some there's been some uh there's been some people that come in and usually they're first time chatters you know oh yeah and they they don't they don't actually they haven't actually they just walked came into your stream and have been there for 10 seconds and they they don't even actually know anything they're just saying something to get a rise out of you and um yeah most of the time so most of the time i just delete would, those from the memory banks right just short-term memory so what would be your best advice for somebody who's new getting into this who's putting up with that kind of stuff like what would you say the best route to take is um well i mean coming from somebody who really knows what it's like to suffer as a straight white man i really know what it's like to <laughs> suffer and have people coming at me and just to live in a state of powerlessness um it's <laughs> just a, that's a joke uh, well, yes clearly <laughs> No, I, I have a lot of, I, I know a lot of amazing, you know, uh, uh, women that stream, LGBTQ plus people that stream that have to deal with this shit a lot more than me. And, um, dude, it's it's rough. Like, I I can't really say from experience, but I would say that I, I know a lot of people that, do, that, that are similar. They try to laugh it off, but, you know, it, it's different when it's constant, you know, when it's constant, just a constant barrage. I would, I mean, the best advice I could have is just like, hang in there. Like as, as, as meaningless as that is, like, what are you going to do? Like, 
if you're if you're coming into the public frame um and you're just letting and any any old person can come into your twitch chat i don't know be ready be resilient and have good mods get some good mods in your chat to ban the shit out of those people if you want to if you want to or or don't ban them and and turn it on their head and use them for content just uh just i don't know you know practice some comeback lines in the mirror (laughs) i I honestly i'm the worst person to ask for this because i really don't i really don't deal with this very often uh i i think but i do think that it is you do need to be ready for it however you think you should get ready just get ready just don't come into it and be surprised when somebody comes in and you know drops an n-bomb on you or calls you a uh some kind of slur or if you're uh a, you know a, a woman in gaming comes in and just starts talking shit and telling you you suck because you're a girl gamer you know it's gonna happen and i don't know what you need to do to get ready for that but uh but get ready because uh, it's coming i guess the best advice i have I get, again is just have have some have some mods that you trust and that are going to actually be there for your streams and um you know Totally. Have them quick on the trigger. So rolling have back. That, and that ban that ban button. That ban hammer. Don't be afraid to use it Ready. sort of thing. So rolling back into content. Like so short form song content with the TikTok. Now have you done any long form long form content through YouTube? And if so, which do you prefer to do when you're off time? Um long form, yes, we have, and we should do more. Um, but it you know I, I I have a whole other job and I stream and so sometimes it's just like I know it's the right thing to do. It's nice because there's two of us and Lemon does he loves social media so he does a lot of our social media and um, he's uh, he's cons- pretty consistent about all that so that's nice. Um, but as far as long form content, um, I've done some YouTube videos. Uh, like I did like when Marauders first came out I did like a beginner's guide and it's got like I think we're like over 50,000 views right now which isn't crazy but that's you know that's it was a that's good video totally worth doing because I, I watched I, that one you guys did all the stuff about the weapons and how the game plays then you went from that as like the basic introduction right into rating so that was cool to have that transition because usually those videos are like you know one or the other it's usually not both right and the smart thing to do would have been to see like oh this video is super successful i need to do more videos on marauders and instead i've done uh, zero videos uh zero more videos and have squandered uh, the uh the uh, momentum <laughs> that that video could have had so dude i'm the worst there's only so I, many it, hours it, in the day you know it's true and and i i view youtube content as a lot of people I don't think you should just re-upload Twitch streams onto YouTube. I mean, not not that you shouldn't. You can, but don't. I don't think that's going to help you grow. Um, I think YouTube content needs to be... Most YouTube content that's successful is made for YouTube, unless you ha- already have a big following. If you already have a big, like a giant following on TikTok, then just by sheer, you know, like you're going to have a lot of those people go over to your YouTube channel, even if you're just uploading, uh, re-uploading stuff. So if, if you're already a big... St- then then sure your youtube's going to have sort of a, an advantage but for people who are trying to grow twitch like i feel like you need to think of youtube as its own thing make youtube content for youtube don't uh, i mean e- e- i'm not saying that you can't use stuff that you stream but you have to like edit it try to manicure it a lot of times you know um 
in DayZ we stream a lot, and there's a lot of DayZ streamers that will uh, upload their big runs from Twitch onto YouTube. But it's usually very nicely crafted. They edit out the downtime. They usually have an intro where it's a special intro for YouTube, like, and, and it's not just re-uploaded content. Uh, that tends to do a lot better. And like the Marauders Guide, that was just made for YouTube. That wasn't from a stream, and it was much more successful. And stuff we upload from streams are much less successful. Um, but yeah, we need to do more of it. The reality is, everybody says the best way to grow is to get big on YouTube and then bring that community over to Twitch. And that's true, and it is easier to get big on YouTube than it is to get big on Twitch. But it's easier said than done. It's a, it's, it's a lot of work. It's just a lot of time uh, that it takes. It's not that necessarily difficult work. Um, there was some viral TikTok from like a few months ago where this like 16-year-old kid was saying that like content creation is the hardest job in the world. It's not, but it is one of the most time-consuming jobs if you're doing it right. It 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 really takes because you're doing you're doing so many different things at once. It takes a lot of time. I just say I I don't do a good job at it, but I know they should do better. Totally. And it's definitely. I mean, if you've got the time and if you've got the energy to do YouTube content and Twitch content, then then you're. It's only a matter of time before before that's going to catch on, you know? And you have to have the ability to be flexible, like talking about TikTok, like the stuff that you don't think is going to blow up blows up, and the stuff that oh, you yeah. think is going to oh, blow up that doesn't. Shit, that shit's just easy to re-upload. We just <laughs> re-upload clips. We literally, I mean, we edit them a little bit to, to fit the, uh, the um, you know, portrait mode, but, um, but that shit's just like, you know, two or three of the best moments, funny moments from our stream you know, you upload it, you might do a little, you know, add some text or add some music or add, some, you know, uh, shorten it up a little bit or something. But TikTok is much easier to just re-upload stuff. Right. Just every, like Every platform's different. It, there's okay. not really like a recipe that works for every platform. TikTok's different than Twitter. Twitter's different than YouTube. YouTube's different th from Twitch. They've all have their own like things that, that work and things that don't. Right, and then it takes it a while to same, find but... your voice and what's successful. Like somebody might be like, "Oh, I love gaming," and then like, actually, I do better in just chatting. Maybe I should just try just chatting every now and again. Like you know, just Definitely. seeing what works and letting those doors open as they open and going through said doors. So, for you personally as a streamer, how long would you say it took you to find your voice? Like, when did you feel comfortable on the camera and under a mic? Ooh, that's a good question. So it was, it was. I mean, super easy right off the bat when we do our duo streams when when limit and i are together and we're like we're gaming and we're playing off of each other and we're switching between each other's screens you know we started out on i think PUBG or something and because because we just banter and and bicker and you know just uh that like that's our whole shtick and that's that was really easy to have somebody there so um i guess like that's one thing if you're if you're struggling to like find your voice you know get somebody in discord with you or or you know and have and and don't just like get into deep gaming mode you know you gotta you're an you're entertaining so like somebody that you have good banter with somebody that you can like jab at and jab back and whatever um that was really easy but the solo streams that took time that took mm. i think that took like a solid a solid year um of just trying to learn how to talk how to constantly talk 
um even when and and uh, there's like little tricks like when i first started solo streaming i'd look at chat and i'd just read out loud everybody's chat message and then i just realized like if i was watching somebody stream and they were just reading chat i mean that's that gets annoying after a while not to say that you can't read uh, message uh, messages here and there but i learned to be like okay i'm not going to read i'm just going to react to the chat i'm not going to reread their message i'm just going to say you know like if, if you come into chat and you say um uh this map looks weird is this uh is this deer isle i'm not going to look at chat and say uh this map looks weird is this deer isle um uh, yeah this is deer isle i'm just going to say uh hey 8 bit yeah this is deer isle you know like little things like that that you learn over time and then um it's just like a thousand of those little tricks that you learn and then eventually now i can just fucking i just boot up the stream and i just i just ramble on and on and on and it's, it's uh it's gotten a lot easier but it, it took a it just took a lot of trial and an error a trial and error like you said learning your voice is a good way to put it it's just learning don't try to be somebody else don't try to do somebody else's thing don't look at somebody else's stream and say, oh, they're doing it so much better. Like, find what you like doing, um, you know, with with boundaries. Because if, if what you like doing is just sitting there silently gaming, then uh, good luck. But, uh, right. you know, like, find, find what works for you. If you're not like a comedian, then sometimes, you know, I used to have a, uh, um, on my, when I was still learning, and I was still, I would just get... When there was just like dead silence, because Daisy gets very lurky, because people just kind of tune in for like the long form stories, and so it get like late at night, people there'll be a, a you know a hundred people watching, and like nobody chats for like five minutes. That doesn't necessarily happen anymore, but um, when we were growing, when there'd be like you know thirty people, and and and, this, and you know people are there because when you actually say like is anybody there, you'd have like ten people. Oh yep, yep. I'm here, just just lurking, just watching. Bob's I'm just, here. I'm just, I'm gaming while watching you. You know, they're they're busy, they're gaming, and you're you're on their second monitor. Most people aren't actually watching you; they're listening to you. Right. Um. And so, uh, I would have a random question generator on the screen. So when I would feel that like nervousness, that like oh shit, there's dead silence. I don't know what to say. Uh, I would just be like, all right, let's get another. And I do like. It hit the random question generator and be some goofy, some goofy question, and then I just ramble on and talk about what that was, and then then every once in a while there'd be, there'd be a question that you know people would perk up and chat and be like, have opinions on that question as well, and then you'd get, and then that would start a back and forth, and um, there's just little things that you can do to like help you get that get that voice going. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's one of the many things I did, uh, that, that do it, but you could like, before the stream, you can get a little notepad and write down 10 things, 10 in, like random topics that you could talk about. It doesn't even have to do with the game. Um, no, things like that. And again, it also depends on the game. This is day Z where day Z there's, there'll be an hour where I, I'm just running through the fields. My whole team's dead. So it's just me left and. I'm just talking and surviving. But if you're playing like Warzone, then it there's it's a little more intense. So you, it might not work to just kind of have topics to ramble about. You That's the great thing about role playing is you get into that character's head, be like, "Oh my pumpkins!" Or you just go off on some right. random shit that exactly. just happened. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll dude, I'll just get like I'll just take a hold of some nugget, some some idea or line and I'll just just start going off and just making it more and more absurd and just going off on this rabbit hole of absurdity and then like 20 minutes go by and I'm still talking and I've created this whole insane scenario in my brain and and you know and then chats eventually like bantering back and forth and you're adding there and it just creates like a goofy thing i do think i do think no matter what game you're playing a universal thing to remember is most people are not watching your stream they're listening to your stream it's like when your friend died you on their main main monitor staring at your gameplay most people are playing a game while while you're off in the background or they're doing something else working while you're on their second monitor or they're doing choice chores while you're while you're up on their phone most people are listening to you not watching you so so try to be interesting to listen to i'm still i'm playing warzone this weekend and i and i've sort of have that nervous feeling rising back in me because it's a totally different game to stream a br that's like constant constantly action because I, I have to focus i i can't just ramble like i got i can't look at chat as much i have to like and i have to focus so um it's a different beast i'm, I'm still sort of learning the war zone tactics um but uh but i'm still keeping in mind that you know people are probably listening to me until once they hear something's going on they'll look over right once they hear gunfire you know they look over but for the most part in the in the in between times they're just listening Right, like that moment when you guys were running through the fields and your friend got killed by the anomaly, and you like you didn't even know his name in games. You're like, "Oh, Steve Stevens will never forget you." You made up some like bullshit thing, and then you just kept talking about him during the entire like time of you getting back to the village. Steve would have wanted this. (laughs) We barely knew him, and and he died like immediately, and we just created this whole fake backstory and. It, that was just you know it's just goofy and it's just fun but it also it creates it gives you room to like it gives you uh something to latch on to to create to fill that dead space you know you latch on to oh there's this random guy i forgot his name oh shit how embarrassing uh steven yeah no i know steven steven's uh yeah no dude i grew up with steven i know his dad paul his dad taught me how to fish. He took was me my out daughter's every morning in the, in the boat, and <laughs> there was actually some tension between me and Stephen because uh, the Steve, Paul actually told me that I was more of a son to him than Stephen. So we actually, you know, grew up sort of as rivals. And you just go on this <laughs> just tangent, and you're filling dead space, and the people listening to you are cracking up, and they're having a good time because you're just going off. At least that's you know that's our vibe. You know that's not everybody's, right? <laughs> but uh, but it just goes to these but places. Filling that dead space, dude. That's the that's like the golden ticket to Twitch is so, filling the dead space. Because you brought up dead space, I have to ask. So, The Last of Us is becoming a TV series on HBO. Now, have you yep. played the Dead Space game series? I played one of the games. I think the first or the second one. I, I, I mean, I imagine it was probably the first one. Uh, but I don't play single-player games these days, man. It's totally. I, I, it's so hard for me to play single-player. Even, even when I know that they're brilliant and they're probably awesome, I just have a hard time playing single-player. It's just, uh, I feel like I could game, I could play DayZ for 15 hours straight and feel like I, and it, it would just feel great and feel no regret. And for some reason, I play like two hours of a single player game, and I feel like I'm wasting my time. Now, do you feel, even if it's brilliant? Are you looking forward to the Last of Us TV series? 
Yeah, yeah, I am. I I I I thought it looked good. Um, I I haven't played either of the games, but I pretty much um, watched what you know. One of my roommates played through Last of Us, and I just pretty I sat on the couch and just watched him play through the whole thing. So uh, you know, I know the story and everything, and um, and a little bit of Last of Us too. I feel like I know the high notes of the story. Um, so I think this a it's a good source material. This show looks good to me. Uh, I know some people have different opinions on it, but oh yeah, I think this, it looks good. Everyone's got their takes. I was going to ask if you think Dead Space, if The Last of Us is successful, do you think they're going to branch out and make Dead Space a t- like a TV series on HBO because it hits a lot of those hallmarks. It's a multi-game series and it's very well written. But since you didn't I, play it, we won't I, jump too into it. I I think it'd be a great one, and I hope I hope to God they don't make a movie. I hope they make a show. Yeah, cause because just, movies are not movies. enough time. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, we're living that. in the age of of series. All right the the day of the movie adaptation has has passed. All right, what's the uh, like what video killed like? the radio star? Yeah, there you go. I'm trying to think of the Lord of the Rings co- uh, quote. Has passed like rain and the uh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Did you it. watch right, Ring of Power? Yeah, and I liked it, and I know that's a hot take, but I, I liked it. I was going to ask, what is your take with it? Because uh, you liked it, but what about it did you like? Because I know a lot of people I, who have, like, I liked it too, but I know a lot of people who have, like, oh, it's not Tolkien's original work. Oh, the dwarves are black. Like, people went off on crazy shit. <laughs> like, what oh, was yeah. your favorite I mean, takeaway? <laughs> there's a, there's a, tra- it's, a it's, it's, it's a very similar conversation to how we talked about people comparing dmz to tarkov True. and like the best way to like dmz is to not compare it to tarkov and i'm a i'm a dude i'm a lord of the rings tolkien super fan and i lo i all the cimmerillion and all that shit i i get into all that not as deep as some but deeper than most but like when you're doing an adaptation especially of the cimmerillion which you like if anybody's familiar with the cimmerillion you know that's not just gonna you can't just one-to-one translate that shit into a show there's gonna be some creative freedoms there's creative freedoms in lord of the rings and they really worked and nobody complained about them when they work people just complain about them when they don't work and often they don't and that's fine complain about them because they didn't work for the story don't complain about it because the dwarf is black. Like, what the fuck does that matter to the story? The women like, don't have bothering you. Oh my god! Well, the dwarves are based off of the Celtic people, and it's <laughs> and, uh, you're talking about a fake species, right? They're fa- it's fake. It's like the there's little not, mermaid they're thing. Not Irish. They're dwarves. <laughs> right? Like, who cares if it's black? Did they do a good job? Are they a great character? Like, right. does it bother you? Like, well. How are they? How is it? How are they black? Because they're all part of the same genetic uh, line. Who cares? Right? <laughs> like, dude. I agree. Should we only? Much. Should we just only hire white actors from now on, or or only? You know, like, come on. If if the genetic thing is actually like, if you're doing a historical drama about like the Irish potato famine. Sure. Okay. If there was some, if there was a bunch of black characters, it'd be weird because it'd be right. like, well, this is actually that would be like strange, Tom not Cruise's in Last Samurai weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dude, that movie. I'm almost. I used to love that movie. I'm almost afraid to rewatch it because I feel like it wouldn't oh, have aged well. You should do it. <laughs> yeah, you oh, should just. God, you should I'm, do I'm it in afraid. your Discord with your. With I know your it's fans, gonna ruin with it your people. It'd be like, oh God, why? <laughs> 
Yeah. Dude, if people are arguing about Lord of the Rings or or anything or Little Mermaid and they're they're upset because of the race of a pretend fictional species, um, those are the people that you should probably just like talk to just make a mental note just like okay dude make a little mental note this person's opinions are probably dumb like just just bring them off of your table and put them in this other category of of just the murmuring the murmuring uh, uh, uh the, the people who just want to get upset at everything and whatever but it, it but like even if it's not like a race thing even if it's like a the sanctity of tolkien's lore like story wise you know that's a little more understandable because it's not you know you're 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 not just secretly racist uh um you're you're you know i get it but at the same time it's just like lighten up dude like lighten up you don't have to watch the show if you're so concerned about the sanctity of tolkien's thing just don't watch it just don't watch the show it's okay you You don't have have a favorite scene from uh rings of power Oh, a favorite scene from Rings of Power. Oh, that's a good question. My favorite one is when they're at the dinner table and the dwarf makes up the lie that the stone they're eating on is like sacred. They use it for like dwarven burials and shit. So they stop eating at it and they transport that heavy ass stone all the way back. And he's like, you made that shit up, didn't you? He's like, yep. Yep. Dude, that is, that's great. I loved all the environments. I know that um, The Hobbit, I hate The Hobbit movies. And, and I hate The Hobbit movies because they sucked, not because of any, not because of the CGI, not because of uh, the sanctity of the story, but I didn't like it because they sucked. After they um, sang in his house, you know, about everything just went downhill yeah. after they sang yeah. that song. It was like, that was cool. Was and everything else sucked. I was like, what? <laughs> right, right. It was rough. Uh, but, um, and so. You know, part of me, because visual, visually it's uh, it's very heavy on the CGI, and and it sort of like reminded me of The Hobbit, and so for a second I was just like, oh no, is this? But I think I think I think they actually really did a great job with the CGI. I don't think it distracted from the from the uh, from the show. I thought it was like the environments were just epic and cool. I really liked the. Um, if I had to think of a favorite scene, I think the very beginning. When Galadriel is, is sort of like the uh, flashback of her when she's first searching for uh, for Sauron, or, or she doesn't really know who she's searching for at the time, but they're going through that that mountain. I just thought that was pretty. That was just that was pretty cool. Really, the ice really troll like and all that right before that. Yeah, exactly. That I was that cool. Was pretty sick. So getting back into the streaming realm. So whose idea was it to make a joint channel and a joint stream? Was it your idea? Was it Lemon's idea? Was it somebody completely outside the circle's idea? Like where did it come from? Uh so we did a podcast together, like a gaming podcast uh years like a cup two or three years before we started streaming, we were doing a podcast called Hey You Video Game. Um I actually hate our Twitch name, <laughs> but I love it as a podcast. Um, it was Hey You Video Game. It was actually three of us, and then one of our buddies just eventually got too busy and he had to bail, and it was just, just me and Lemon for like the last half of it. But um, we had like, you know, 70, 80 episodes, I forget. And um, eventually, I, uh, Lemon was the one, like, I've, I had streamed before, just like here and there, and never took it too seriously. And I knew how brutal streaming was. And so I was not really looking into getting. It's a grind, you know, but uh, Lemon is, uh, we're a great duo because I'm, I'm sort of a, 
I'm sort of like a pessimist in a lot of ways. Like, oh, dude, you don't know what we're getting into. Let's let's just not bother. He's eternal Whereas optimist. Lemon's just a blind eternal optimist, and I'm so happy that he is because he'll just push me into doing things. And then you know, I'll reel him back. I'll, Lemon thought we were gonna be. You know, you, Lemon thought we were going to start streaming and we were going to have like 5,000 concurrent viewers in like a couple months. And I was like, dude, dude, you, this is going to be a grind. And so we balanced each other out. But uh, yeah, Lemon was the one who originally like, dude, we should stream. And uh, and I was like, all right. And so I kind of created all the tech for it. And um, and we when we first started, it was scuffed as shit. Um, and over time, we've refined it. And and, uh, and yeah, so he's uh, it was originally his idea. But it came from our podcast. Nice. And um, yeah, it was cool. It was great. I don't know whose idea the podcast was. I know we were both really into podcasts back in the day, but um, Lemon is Lemon is uh, often the, the one who starts the fires because he's just charges into these, charges into things full of hope. And uh, and so, yeah, he's a he's a great uh, he's a great partner to have in in this in this grueling space right. to just lead you into the darkness you get two pessimists together you probably lost. wouldn't be doing all that no hell no dude i i would i would have quit streaming a long time ago if it wasn't for lemon now i feel like if for some reason you know lemon got hit by a truck or something Jesus. god forbid <laughs> i feel like i could now because i've i've come through it i could i could do i could keep doing the doing it alone but i would have never gotten through that hump if it wasn't for uh, his uh, his optimism, so there's a there's a great you you won't ever see, hear me complimenting Lemon like this on stream. It never never. Oh, we'll edit that. this he, out. He never he, has he, to yeah, know. Please, uh, honestly, can you edit all this out? Yes. Um. Just uh, yeah. We'll just bleep that. it, and then we'll we'll completely cut it out. And we'll just make it a scene of you just going, yeah, fuck Lemon. We'll just go from yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. No, yeah, Lemon. Lemon's great. He's uh, it was his idea, and, and he's 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 a great. It's great to have. And honestly, even if you're not duo streaming, that's probably a good little piece of advice. Have somebody in your corner that even if even if you don't think they've thought it through, somebody who's just gonna tell you to do it anyway. Um, that's a good. That's a good person to have in your corner because you know, as they say, you miss every swing you don't take. Right. So somebody who's streamed and somebody who's podcasted what would you say is harder for what was harder for you personally to do because i know some people who are like oh i hate podcasting but i love streaming and people are like i love podcasting but i hate streaming like what camp did you fall in or did they both come signing like pretty naturally for you um podcasting is definitely natural because i have very strong opinions as you probably have noticed about my lord of the rings takes um i already probably pissed some people off <laughs> today i'm sorry <laughs> sorry about totally that lied. Um, but I love it, dude. I love, I love just, uh, rambling about my opinions and, you know, even if, even if later I, uh, if I realize I was wrong, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I have a good time. I have fun. I could talk forever. Streaming, I really wanted to be at in my mind, but I'm so introverted, um, that it was really like, I tried starting like long before we did the thing with Lim and I tried doing a, I tried Twitch streaming Age, ages ago like when it was when it was pretty new i was streaming path of exiles i was streaming this other game and i had like you know had like 10 15 
people in there and it was like it was fun and it was cool but i'd always get in my head get in my own head and i'd overthink things and then i'd you know i can't stream today i'm just uh, it's not gonna be good like oh i don't want to play the game today i'm just not gonna stream today and then uh, and then i skip one day and then i skip two days and i get skip a week and then i haven't streamed in two weeks next thing you know you never go exactly dude exactly like the gym and then the next thing you know you're just it's been a month and okay i'm not streaming anymore and i and i've 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 done like two of those false starts and it's stupid too because both times I had like a little I had a little I was growing and I had that little nugget but it's so it's just hard to get over those humps when you're like introverted and I'm very like neurotic I overthink things and so um it was it was it was rough I don't remember the original question but that's that <laughs> that's good enough that's, that's pretty good so next question is there a D&D character in the back of your mind who you have never played, but you've always wanted to. Oh, yeah. I have one that immediately comes to mind. And it's probably been done before, but I still think it'd be hilarious to do. And I, I've never seen it done before, so I, I came up with it on my own, but I can't be the I can't be the first one to to uh, come up with this. And actually, somebody in our group, I think, had a, a similar idea, but not exactly the same. I wanted to create um, a character... Uh, and uh, that now I, I just remember the character who did do this, and they did a brilliant job. And it was similar, but it wasn't quite the same. I wanted to create a, a like a rogue, like a roguish character, knives, locked the whole that like just a complete archetype, edge lord, edgy, you know, dark hair. He's just he doesn't he's like the loner, and he's got the hood on, and he's just real edgy and cringy, and all the all the archetypal <laughs> archetype archetypal whatever the word is like the 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 stereotype of a rogue so you wanted to make a night lord from 40k well no no no. i wanted to make that but it turns out he's not a rogue he thinks he's a rogue but he's actually got like he's got like seven dexterity he's super clumsy he's <laughs> like can't he has no proficiency in lock picking he he's can't actually asthma. pick locks he's really massive he can try, but there's a massive penalty to him trying. He can. He always fails his stealth check. So, like the 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 party would assume he's the rogue of the group, but he would keep blowing like the stealth checks, and like he would keep like breaking the lock picks, and it would take like maybe a, a like two or three sessions for the group to realize like, what the fuck? You're not a rogue. You're not. You're terrible at this. And like he'd be, he, and he'd have like twenty strength. He'd be like really. He'd be like a barbarian or a fighter, and but he'd have no rogue skills. But he was dead set on being a rogue, and and uh, I just wanted to see how that would play out once the party realizes like, what the hell, dude? We hired you because you were like, we lied on his application. <laughs> and I keep like I can do it, guys. No, I swear, it's just been a bad day. But like after like the third bad day, they'd be like, "All right, this guy, this guy's trash. <laughs> like he's he's blowing it. He's blowing everything." I've always wanted to do one of those characters. That would be <laughs> fucking be hilarious. I would love to see that. <laughs> That'd be a great character for a short campaign, though, dude. Hey. You get into like a year long campaign, and that that shtick would get old. Well, I mean, if you for your thing, if that wheel hits. D&D campaign, there, there's your character right there. there. You got him ready there to go. Is. You probably already have a name in the back of your head, too. 
Yeah, I'll probably be the DM, but uh, but you know, you could make him a non. You could make him a random character that shows up. Oh, there you go. Oh, good job. That's a, that's true. Keep this on the hush hush. Oh, don't worry. Nobody listens to this shit. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. 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 That's what I like to hear. Perfect. Don't worry. We'll edit that out. All you. This be a yeah, big edit club. That out. Of dead space, and then I'll just say fuck lemon, and then we'll just continue. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Perfect. There it is. Perfect. Perfect. Well, unfortunately, we're getting close to our time constraint. We like to try to keep it between an hour, hour and a half. You have a short attention span. So now's your time, lemon, to say whatever it is you would like to say, whether it is. Oh, sorry. Fuck. I'm on on the lemon kick. I'm sorry. (laughs) On the kick. That's your time gimmick to say whatever it is you would like to say. <laughs> Whether it be, oh, you know, thank your mods, plug an event, talk about something you guys are going to, like, do. Now is your time to say whatever it is you would like to say. Uh, let's see. Um, well, come come hang out on Twitch. Hey, you video... Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> hey, you video game is our Twitch name. Uh, and it's also all of our other social media names. And um, at the end of the year, we do the trashies. It's our uh, for like the new on New Year's. Uh, we do a uh, award ceremony for the best clips of the year. Um, we do like best clipper, uh, best. Uh, the, we have all these awards. We call them the trashies. So that's coming up. Probably do something exciting for Christmas. Is it like the Dundies? Do you guys like send these out? Yeah, exactly, people, exactly, dude. It's a whole, it's a whole shtick. Um, Wednesdays we just started doing HYTV which is our like it's just our just chatting slash like news but it's you know obviously everything we do is is like uh, got a heavy comedy angle to it so it's not we don't take ourselves too seriously but we've been uh, we've just been trying it out I think we've done it two or three times and it's been pretty uh, surprisingly successful we thought you know we thought we were going to have lower view counts anytime we don't stream daisy it's it's always yeah. like a major risk, league baseball is been... implementing the hundred outfielder yeah. rule <laughs> yes yes oh you were there i can see so we've been having fun with that uh if that sounds interesting or if gaming sounds interesting we've been playing still playing daisy been playing warzone lately we'll be playing all kinds of other things i don't know just come just come hang out uh that's that's all that's all I gotta say. Wednesdays and Thursdays are the duo stream days, though. If you if you're looking to get the both of us experience, Wednesdays and Thursdays it's starting at eight o'clock Pacific. So there goes the whole East Coast. They're already asleep. We start. Hey, we're late. We're late night boys. You get the Australians though. You get all the salt. You get that entire part of the world. Wait, no though, joke. So it makes up for it. We have a massive Australian and New Zealand community. Like, we have an insanely disproportionate amount of uh, people from that part of the world See, the weird in thing our is, community. Like, let's say you, you decided to make this your full-time career, and you you started streaming quote-unquote normal hours for people who live in your time zone. You'd probably miss, you'd probably have less numbers because you have such a set oh, community yeah. in that part of the world. Well, I've thought about that. Yeah, the goal is to go full-time hopefully soon. Uh, you know, I'm not making any promises but uh you know the way things are going i feel like it's uh within the realm of possibility to happen um uh, you know someday it was always sort of a thing you didn't want to get your hopes up about but you know it's starting to become like oh this might actually be a thing so it's something i've had to think about but i've already like it's already very clear if if we did go full-time i think there'd still have to be two or three nights a week where we did it 
We did you have the like your night. resignation letter saved on your computer and be like, one day yeah. I'll print this bitch and I'll hand it to my boss. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting because we've built our community pretty much on a certain time zone. But yeah, it'll be that'll be an interesting challenge to uh, to overcome. And do you guys have a contingency plan just in t- case Twitter goes like completely under? Like, do you guys have any other social medias other than your Twitch channel, your TikTok, and your Twitter account? And your YouTube, obviously. And YouTube. Um, we have Discord. Uh, we've actually, this has been a big conversation lately. We've been like, what's the next Twitter? Our community's been talking about it in Discord. It's been a, it's been a hot topic. Um, Mastodon got brought up. I don't even know what that is, but apparently Mastodon is a thing. I thought that was a metal band. Ma- it probably is also a metal band, but or I think it's Mastodon. Am I, I might be totally butchering that. It's something. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Something, I feel like, I feel like you can't predict what's going to be if Twitter explodes. Which like, is what's that real right wing one that all the Trumpers are going Truth to? Social. True Social. Oh, yeah. Find it. Well, we've hey, got, you a, gave we've got a, a True social. social account. You know, we made a True Social account, dude. Of course. <laughs> the The future of uh, social media of gaming on social media is Truth Social for It'd sure. He's so funny. He's like, stop the steal every Tuesdays and Wednesdays at eight PST. Goddamn right, dude. Come on over. Come on over, folks. Oh my god! We're talking. Uh, we're we're gonna be live streaming Trump speech. Just immediately pick up the accent. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. Know my your Halloween face. costume. Uh, I was like uh, in a big. I had a big old American flag suit, and I had an accent, and I was just saying a bunch of. <laughs> I I pissed off a lot of people. Let's just say, let's just say I, we love. We have a a lot of uh, people from all political spectrums in our community. Right. And uh, and we love all of them, um, but uh, let's just say I consistently piss off really both sides, uh, but um, but but particu- particularly uh, yeah, particularly my my accent displeases many of our right wing uh, 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 beloved community. But it's good that you piss off both sides. Like if you're married to one side, I mean, then that's just not right. Because who like. Look at look at the spectrum of politics and all like who's fully in one camp a hundred percent of the time. Like most people feel like they fall somewhere around the middle. So if you're pissing both sides off, then you're probably doing something right. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely not in the middle. I'm a I'm a far left boy, but but I'm definitely not um Yeah, there's there's nuances to it. Like uh, that's one of the reasons I'm such a huge Hassan fan is he he's like a lefty, but he definitely pisses off everybody. He's just very, uh, he's just, he doesn't pull punches. Not, uh, he's not a safe space. You know, it's, that's, uh, you can be, uh, you can be uh, a lefty and not, not be, you know, you don't have to sacrifice your edge. Obviously there's, there's nuance to that statement, but I'll just leave that one to people's imagination. So, so last question, what is your favorite thing to drink while you're playing? My favorite thing to drink while I know you're playing. more of a drinker, not so much a smoker. So what is your what is your alcoholic adult beverage of choice while you're oh, gaming? I'll tell you, I what I mostly drink is gin and tonic because it's really easy. And um, I used to drink a lot of whiskey, but one I'd get smashed on stream. I mean, I'd get smashed, and I I try to. I mean, some people, a lot of people loved it because I'd just be just sloppy. 
Uh, it's 5 a.m. and I'm just, I'm just, Fuck I'm you, just dirty hosed. Bob. <laughs> but uh, it also, this whiskey like dries my throat out. So I'd also sound like, sort of like I sound right now, but um, for different reasons. So I started, I've been trying to, one, just drink less alcohol in general. So I'm not just, you know, destroying my liver. Um, it used to be a crutch when I was learning, you know, and, and I, you know, it, it helps. I'm not going to lie. It helps to, to get a little tipsy. Um, it helps let, it, let things flow. Well, you know what Bukowski used say to say, find what you love and let it kill you. There you go. Oh, there you okay. go. well, that I'm sounds succeeding healthy. there. I mean, that's, I'm already on track for success in that department. But yeah, gin and tonics. I'm going with gin and tonics because they don't dry my throat out. And I can pace myself a little better, and I don't get sloppy drunk too soon. You know, sometimes, sometimes there's some streams where you just you just know you know tonight's the night where we're we're going down the rabbit hole. But uh, for the most part, I try to keep it these days. Try to keep it uh, keep it at a heavy buzz. So, do you guys have what's the longest you've ever streamed? I know I said last question, but I'm a fucking liar. So, what's the longest you've oh, ever dude, streamed? Have you done a 24 hour? I'm all, you're not. I'm good. Uh, we have done a 24 hour stream before, but it was with both of us, so it didn't really. I didn't stream 24 hours straight. I streamed. We actually, it was actually like a. It ended up being like 26 or 27 hours because I just kept going. Um, and I streamed that day. I streamed for, um, what was it? Like and that 18, wasn't a subathon. That was just hours. to do it, though, right? Yeah, it was like um, I think it was a community goal that we had. Um, we can't do we don't do community goals that much anymore because we've realized. I mean, everybody just has so many goddamn points that if we do a community goal, it's just immediately reached. <laughs> so we started doing sub goals. Uh, you know, we do want to go full time, so we gotta we gotta figure out ways to monetize, but also make it fun. Right, you gotta so, you gotta get but, subs. Yeah, you gotta, gotta help Bezos build goal. another penis rocket to go back into space. Exactly, dude. Honestly, that's why we're streaming is to, to make Jeff Bezos more money. Um, that's sort of our passion. That's why I get up in the morning so Jeff Bezos can get in another dick rock. Yeah, he's our favorite billionaire uh, by far. By far, <laughs> I'm I'm actually contractually obligated to say that. So, oh, that's totally fine. I'm contractually obligated to be like, hey, this. Stream was brought to you by Balls Carrara. Drink balls. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. That's just how it is. I get it. Oh man. So, what was I gonna? I, I see. This is the thing about podcasting is you just have to like. I don't have anything written down for you because it's just like, oh, I know him. <laughs> and so yeah. I'm just like looking over to my thing where I usually have notes. I'm like, oh fuck, there's nothing there. I just have nothing to, there. I just have to that's pull from thing. what I know. Exactly. Well, we've gone for a while, so I would like to take this time to say thank you. For taking the time to come on the stream, uh, to come on the podcast and shoot the shit with somebody you Absolutely. haven't D&D'd with for a while. Hopefully, I'll be back. Hopefully, my job starts to mellow out on Tuesday so I can get back into the dungeon crawl and whatnot. Other than Hell that, yeah. other than that, what was uh oh fuck? It's like on the tip of my tongue. I was gonna ask you something right at the end, but you know that'll be for another time. Anyway. This has been Castlecoms episode 68. I'm the 8 bit nobody. We've had the pleasure of talking to Gimmick. So go outside and touch and or smoke some grass, and we'll catch you guys out next time. That was a shitty ending, but hey, I ran out of.